For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Greetings and welcome to episode 67. <laughs> oh, you are going to be so much trouble today. I am, aren't I? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Take you out, get you drunk, fuck the hell out of you last night. Oh, This God. morning, you're just nothing but trouble. What a day yesterday. I mean, we just, we started off with just simple going to the art center to shop and find some beautiful gifts to give people that are made by some local very, artists. Very cool yeah, local, artsy Very reasonable people. prices on cool stuff made by local artists. Right. So that was, so, I'm, glad, I'm glad you suggested that because I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Wish I, I would have had more income, more money to leave behind because there was a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. You know, I mean, there's, there was a lot of little stuff that was like, you know, 10 to $20, which is cool, but, you know, none of it really fit. You really go for the $575 pieces. <laughs> well, yeah, it was really cool hand-carved wooden art. It was, so, you know, yeah, of course, everything I really want is like 200 bucks and up, which is not out of the question, but that's not in the budget right now. And you of know, course. A little tied up in Christmas crap. And of course, you always find these sexual designs in the artwork. I can't help that that sculpture looked like a pussy. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> the vagina lips there. The pussy lips. Okay. That's, it was right there. Well, and the other one by the same artist looked like a big old nipple. <laughs> we got to go back and look at that one because I didn't see the nipple, but I wasn't really looking it for the nipple. It was totally a big old nipple right in the middle of the thing. I think the artist knew what they were doing. That's all I got to say. But Yeah. So know. I think I should also share with the audience that I have now broken this woman to the point that I cannot even give her a fucking foot rub and keep her conscious. Oh my God, it is like so awesome. I don't know what it is with me and my body that, you know, I just, I come so easily. And, and I feel bad because I was reading an article that someone had shared about a, a woman that's having a hard time, you know, having orgasms. And I feel bad. I want to go, here, take some. Because... <laughs> It's like, and now you, you like... Well, you know, giving another woman orgasms is usually more complex than that. It requires participation. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying, I feel bad that I'm like such a lucky woman. I am so lucky. I really am. And well, it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because I mean, you know, like you, you pass out so quickly. I know. Because you're coming so hard. I know. It's great. <laughs> but look at... I'm always in a good mood. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Ring that baby. <laughs> Shara's first uncontrollable blush of the episode. Because I'm happy. I am so happy today. Nothing. Yesterday was a great day. We went to this Irish pub that it was uh, opened in 2013, and but it's, I, a, it's an historic building that was built like 115 years ago or something. 113. Okay. And um, I love how they took 
all 2013 pennies and lined the bar with all the 2013 pennies for the year that they opened and um, just a lot of history in the building where they received the lighting from uh, came from some local churches and a museum from another one and just really awesome and one of my friends who's a news reporter here um, has done articles and I've just never been in there and so as we're walking you and I trying to figure out where we're going to go I go oh three blind mice that's you know where our friend writes all the time so so we go in and uh, I, I got to have scotch eggs. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone not familiar with them, scotch eggs, I'm, I'm not sure if they're an authentic Scottish delicacy, but uh, they sure taste good enough to be Scottish. <laughs> uh, it's a hard boiled egg wrapped in sausage and deep fried until the sausage is cooked. And then you put like, you know, they offer, they sold, they give them a spicy mayo and Dijon mustard, but you know, you, you can put a little bit of condiment on them, but they're so good. And then I wasn't going to drink, you know, but then I thought, well, you know what? It's the holidays. And, and I'm driving. And you're driving, right? So I thought, you know, I'm going to have a margarita. And I'm telling you, those margaritas were awesome. And they put them in these really cool glass. And it it, it just wasn't the typical glass that you would put a margarita in. But right. it was, I was so wasted. I decided to have two. <laughs> I was so wasted. Now, now, the waitresses were all dressed like schoolgirls. Well, I mean, they not... They kind of looked like schoolgirls because they were wearing an Irish style kilt. Oh, and the white socks, yeah. like a schoolgirl would wear. Yeah, so it know. was like a, it was like a, an Irish esque schoolgirl outfit. Um, yes, and Shara couldn't help saying, <laughs> sitting at sitting at our table, Shara couldn't help talking about how much she'd love to fuck a schoolgirl. <laughs> and then one of the waitresses shot her a dirty look, and I'm like, "Fuck you! You should be flattered. What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm not sure that it was a dirty look as much as a huh. You know, kind of one of those. Um, I'm going to keep looking at you and see what you do with that. And, you know, so I'm not sure which look it was, but I was a little afraid that it was the dirty look. And so, you know, you got to be careful. So, but I so wanted to go you don't over there. You have to be that careful. Yeah, I know. With you, you're like, ah, oh, just go ahead. <laughs> I'm a little bit still more shy and reserved. And I know people don't believe that, but really I am. Yeah, we're working on you. <laughs> So anyway, it was a great day yesterday and a great morning this morning. And boy, I tell you, I just love those orgasms you give me. Yeah, so we have a big announcement to make, which is really cool. Uh, we have talked a lot about our trip down to Desires Resort and Spa down in uh, Cancun, Mexico with the Life on the Swing Set crew, which was a spectacular trip, which you all know because we can't stop talking about how great it was. However, now we can take you guys back with us because for next year's trip, we have had a block of rooms set aside for our audience. Yay! Yes. So the uh, there is now a post on or a page on sexualdarkage.com. If you look up in the header, there is a page for the Desire Trip 2015, which has all the details of the trip, including room rates. Uh, it is being booked through Char Travel, and their contact info is on that page. And very soon, there will be a very snazzy commercial spot added to the show to talk about the Desire Trip. But it was, it was phenomenal, you guys. I mean, seriously, if you can only take one vacation in 2015, you will be glad if it is this one. And it would be so awesome to meet so many of our listeners. We try to get around town and try to, you know, go to different states and, and meet people. And it's, it's been difficult. This is just one big awesome party. And it would be great to meet a lot of our listeners. And if you're just like thinking, I just really want to get away. Figure it out, because we did, and you can too. So if we can figure it out, anybody can. So take the time, and, you know, I know people probably think, oh, they're business owners, they have a lot of money, and that's 
often just the opposite when you're a small business. <laughs> yeah. So we found a way to do it. And I just hope that some of you will say, yeah, you know what? Babe, we deserve a vacation. Let's go. Let's just have some fun. Because you do fucking deserve it. And yeah. it is. Like, we, we, we knew we needed it, but we did not have an appropriate appreciation for how much we needed it until we were actually there. Yeah, so. And it's important to say that uh, there will be, we will be there with the Life on the Swing set crew. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be, we're, we have not discussed scheduling of events and stuff like that, but there will be some kinky events, kink style events that we are hosting. There are all kinds of just miscellaneous events that the Swing set folks host. Um, everybody will be welcome at all the events. So, you know, no matter which group you're booked with, you will be welcome at all the events. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping to just take over most of the resort. And it's also important to say that while it is, you know, while we will be there with a whole bunch of swingers, you will not be made to feel out of place if you are not swinging. We promise you that. I mean, I was not sure how I was going to feel and felt so welcomed and enjoyed myself so much. And I just hope that uh, we can get some of our people to show up and and really enjoy themselves, and uh, we'll make sure that we're there to meet you if we if you decide to go. That we'll greet you yep, uh, when you arrive, there. and uh, you let us know when you're coming, what time you're arriving, and we will be there to meet you at the door to make you feel comfortable. I promise. Yes, and if if it is like it was this year, which it probably will be, you will walk through the door on the first day to a big fucking party. It's great. It's <laughs> really. I mean, I know. I I know that I. You know, I even get teased a little bit about how much I love Desire. We love Desire, but I do. I can't, I can never put into words just how wonderful I feel thinking about the trip, let alone being on the trip. The The trip was just once in a lifetime type situation that I hope is even better the second time around. So anyway, hoping to see a lot of our listeners there. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask because I had a lot of questions before I went and uh, the people that are life on the swing set, they answered all my questions, you know, so feel free to ask questions. We are accessible and there are special prices that some of the pricing goes up in May. So you're better off to book. And also very important. I did not realize this when we made the first phone call, uh, you can, you book your room with a one night deposit. So you do not have to pay for the whole vacation uh, up a, in advance. Uh, you book it with a one night deposit. And then I think um, June 1st and August 1st are when the other payments are due for the trip. So, okay. Yes. So awesome. We hope to see you guys there. We did. We, meet, do. we met a bunch of people from our audience when we were there. Yes. This last time, which was really great because our audience and the swing set audience have a lot of overlap. You know, they do. I'm sure not just, you know, not no small part because we trade guest appearances. Right. And, and don't feel that you have to swing with other people. You know, you can just do your own thing. You can party. You can not have sex with anybody else but your partner and you don't have to feel threatened because no one tries to push you into anything unless you want to do something so it's just an awesome group of people and an awesome time so uh so hope to see you there yeah so now finally to the business of the episode so this episode is going to be a little bit of an experiment for us Uh, we have said many times that we wish there was some place that we could go that had like the news stories of the week or the last couple of weeks but filtered for sex news stories and actually the interesting stuff, you know, because if you just if you just try to Google it, honestly, you get a lot of crap in there. You get everything with the word sex. So we have decided that we are going to try becoming that place. Um, we want to do so. This is a sex news episode uh, covering sex news topics from the last few weeks. 
This is kind of an experiment right now. We're looking for some feedback from the audience and we're trying to figure out how we want to do this. It would not be out of the question if it's received very well for this to break off into a spin-off podcast. But for now, it's just going to be that some of the episodes of Ending the Sexual Dark Age are going to be sex news episodes. So uh, we welcome feedback. And also, uh, going forward, if you see... If you're out there in the audience and you see an interesting sex-related news item, please feel free to email it to jvauthoros at gmail.com, jvshara at gmail.com, post it to us on our Facebook page, or uh, post it to either one, of, either one of our attentions on Twitter. So we always appreciate audience assistance, and this is one of those things where sometimes the most interesting news stories are the ones that don't get covered by anyone else. Right. So first off, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about the California condom battle. Uh, now, as some of you may or may not know, uh, in California, there was recently an ordinance enacted requiring, well, actually, it's not statewide, but there's recently an ordinance enacted in the place where almost all the porn is made in California requiring porn actors to wear condoms. Now, the porn industry has come out very strongly against it. Very recently, uh, there was a challenge to the law saying that forcing actors to wear condoms during shoots violates the First Amendment. I'm um, not that's I mean that's rather crafty and clever but you know I don't know if uh, I don't know if your dick has first amendment rights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I feel very strongly that they should be worn but that's because I'm a safety girl and I believe in safety. Right. And well, and, and in order to do the topic justice, you know there are there are a lot of aspects to this. I know. So, you know, having government forcing restrictions on any industry is something that uh, that should be carefully measured. In this case, there are good, there really are good arguments on both sides. You know, there there are there is data to indicate that people enjoy porn less when there are condoms involved, or certain people enjoy porn less when there are condoms involved. That said, you know, I watch a lot of porn. You watch a lot of porn. I probably watch more than you. Yeah, but I mean, I have yet to <laughs> I have yet to start watching some porn and say, oh well, they're wearing rubbers. I'm not going to watch this one. You know, it's not. Uh, it has never been for me something that turns me away from the porn. And also, you know, they never show the actors. The act of putting on the condom is always cut out anyway. Right, and I will say I do look to see whether they're wearing a condom or not. My concern. One of my major concerns is how easy it is for kids to watch porn these days because it's so accessible. Uh, and then them thinking, oh, I don't need to wear a condom because they're not wearing a condom. And I have I have a high concern for that. Um, right. And there's, so there is, you know, there, it's it might sound weird to talk about social responsibility in the porn industry. But now that their product is completely accessible to anyone with a computer or a smartphone, you know, it is because so many parents are afraid to talk to their kids about sex, watching porn is the introduction that a whole lot of young people get to sex. Right. And, you know, I mean, it causes very, I mean, we're, you know, we've talked before and there will be, continue to be a good conversation possible about, you know, body image issues that it can create, you know, cock size or cock size concerns, you know, all those things are things we've touched on very at various points in other episodes of the show. Um, but I think there really is a social responsibility issue. And, uh, and also, we have the fact that, yes, there are a lot of... It is, I believe, an individual's choice what they do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. So it, I believe in the argument that if an actor chooses that they, don't, they want to do porn without wearing condoms, 
you know, certainly on a level, fundamentally, it is their choice. However, we also have to acknowledge that not all producers of pornography are ethical. Really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I and know, that's right? and and that's where I have a major concern of those people actually making the female porn star or or one of the gay guys and a gay, you know, kind of feeling ashamed that they want. Well, the person that's going to be fucking them to wear a condom and to feel ashamed for wanting that, you know. I, and and by the way, I hope none of them do. If you really want to make sure that the person that's going to be fucking you in the porn movie, feel free to say, you know what, I, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not going to do it unless somebody's wearing a condom, you know. Well, right. And then, but, you know, then you're not working. You know, right. and it's if it's if it's how you make your living. So it's you know there is there is a huge opportunity for abuse, and you know the uh, the indignities suffered by adult performers are pretty well documented. You have to actually go out looking for them, but um, you know there are a lot of adult performers who have come out and talked about you know some of the unethical things that have happened to them while working in the industry. So right. while I do understand and respect that there are ethical production companies who are opposed to this. Uh, you know, who do make efforts to make sure that even if their actors are not using condoms, that they are safe and they are playing with a pool of people who is t- who are tested regularly. You know, no matter how often you're tested, there are diseases that are communicable before you test positive for mm-hmm. them, and there always will be. Um, and at the same time, you know, you you are also speaking up on behalf of unethical producers. Right. So... So what you're saying, though, is, okay, they're going to be tested regularly. It's not just the producer that gets to see that. If, let's say, you and I are in a porn movie and we didn't know each other, I'd be able to see your records well, before I, you fucked I, me. I will not speak to that. I mean, maybe we, but could, that's get a, what, maybe not, we could get a porn actor on the show. I, that, but I, I, am, I am guessing that, like so many other things in the sex industry, at least when I worked in it, um, you know, you just have to take it on faith that yeah. the boss is making sure that all the paperwork is straight. Yeah, and we saw how well that worked for some yeah. people. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, no. So. <laughs> I I would be uh, one of those people that would say, Sometimes no. you find out you're working with a stripper who's 17 and was using a hilariously bad fake ID, but the boss put his dick in the cash register. You right. Know? So, yeah. Uh, Not that I know anything about these things. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I definitely would. But yeah, so as of now... Uh, the challenge to the law requiring porn actors to wear rubbers has been struck down. Mm-hmm. So the law will stand unless someone comes up with an even more creative way to oppose it. And I'm glad that the rule stands, to be honest, because I think that there's too many porn stars out there that are afraid to speak up for themselves. So, And they're kind of in the industry because they either need to make the money, want to make the money, whatever, but I still feel that they should feel safe. So... I personally am glad that the ruling stands. Um, you know, I, I feel that they need somebody to protect them. So next up, we have a new study by the State University of New York uh, that demonstrates that semen is good for women's health and helps fight depression. This, this kind of news can't come along often enough. Now, we have talked about this in the past. This is not the first time science has addressed this issue, but this is a, uh, this is a recent study, and it is definitely newsworthy. Uh, and it is also worth noting that in order to find a decent article on this, we had to go to a British paper, the Daily Mail, <laughs> because the American press, you know, has so much trouble covering anything that is sex positive. But uh, basically, the research compared the sex lives of 293 women and uh, compared it to their mental health. 
and it shows that, uh, or it follows research that shows that seminal fluid contains chemicals that elevate mood, increase affection, induce sleep, and also contain at least three antidepressants. So I'm not saying you can put down the Prozac if you're smoking pole three or four times a week, <laughs> but maybe you can get, maybe your dosage would need to be adjusted if you are currently using antidepressants. And it doesn't, it's not just blowjobs. I mean, these, you know, the uh, semen contains dopamine, it contains oxytocin, it contains a lot of the same chemicals and hormones that make your brain feel good during sex, that are responsible for the good feeling during sex. And those who receive that via semen, which I believe is valid in any hole, but I know it's at least valid for the pussy in the mouth. Right. Because um, it says right there, the researchers also claim that women who have regular unprotected sex are less depressed and perform better on cognitive tests, which, by the way, there goes the whole theory for the porn stars. They should have unprotected sex. Just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really kind of a key element. Better on mm -hmm. cognitive tests. Yeah. Jizz makes you smarter. I ought to be, like, way up there. <laughs> I ought to be way up there, thanks to you, Master. Charles continuing Einstein's work coming next week. <laughs> Let's test me. Let's start off and see how I do. You know, give me some of your semen every single day, babe. <laughs> you got it, baby. <laughs> we already tried for that anyway, but I mean, I'll try to be more diligent. Sometimes I might have to hold you down, but you'll like that too. Oh, I sure would. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, so this is a very interesting article. And uh, it, oh, it, we didn't mention, <laughs> this is a little slapdash because it are, is our first time doing this and it is an experiment. Um, we will be, uh, the, the show notes for every sex news show will contain links to all the articles that we're talking about. So we encourage people, if they're interested in something, go to the show notes and follow the links and you'll be able to read the same source material that we were using. So men, if your partner out there is not getting enough of your semen, show them this article. It will be helpful for both sides. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's, it just follows that what we've, what is conventional wisdom and has been shown in most of the other studies that have approached the topic, uh, more sex makes you a happier person. I know I'm happy. <laughs> you know, and usually that is related back to the hormones that are produced in your own brain by from, the sex. From now on, when you get crabby at work, I'm going to pull you off to the side and say, come here and we're going to have sex. And then you'll walk away happy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I got no problem with that. I didn't think you would. Sometimes I'm a little tight on time, but you know, well, we, can, we can throw in a quickie. Tight. It's my magic word. <laughs> Your pussy is really tight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and on a very closely related note, I fucking love science, which is one of my favorite science sites. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it's iflscience.com. I uh, released a video a few weeks ago on the effect of orgasms on the brain. And it's really a fascinating video, and I'm not going to try and regurgitate it. It's 2 minutes and 44 seconds long, and they pack a lot of information in a very approachable format into 2 minutes and 44 seconds. But uh, what some of the highlights are uh, MRI scans of the brains of people having orgasms, which which has to be a fun experiment to conduct. I mean, you know, you got somebody going down on somebody while they're in an MRI machine. I'm, da I, I'm down for that, pun I, intended. I'm, I'm just going to say that they would be very busy with me all day long. Well, yeah, but you're easy. I could just rub your feet while you're in the MRI <laughs> I machine. Know. I know. I'm saying I'm easy. <laughs> but then on to the next one. So and shower next val one. volunteers for orgasm studies because it is so easy to get her off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let me be a test subject. Well, yeah. So one of the interesting factors, though, is that uh, in MRI scans, the effects of orgasms on the female brain and the male brain are virtually identical. Right. Uh, they have, and they have somewhat different net effects 
Um, you know, the orga orgasms and the chemicals that are produced during orgasms shut, shut down certain parts of the brain. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, the part of the brain that is responsible for self-consciousness. So you really do let go during an orgasm. The part of your brain that is responsible for you being self-conscious is shut the fuck down. I know. Which is good for everybody. It's great for me. Because we are way too self-conscious. Uh, but yes, it is a fantastic video, and there is a link to it in the show notes. We highly recommend that it is worth your two minutes and 44 seconds. And I think we should be test subject as partners and let them test us while we're having orgasms at the same time, see how well we do. That's fine. I know it's fine. Let's do it. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I can believe it. I De can't believe you can't believe it. Desire. See what desire's done to Whatest me. Whitest pussy I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, I walk in this woman's office in the middle of the day. She's like, my pussy is so wet right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing accounting for fuck's sake. <laughs> Maybe it's just something creeps into my head while I'm doing accounting. And, <laughs> no, you know. it'll be like, well, I was just posting a big check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, money makes me happy too. What human being isn't happy when they're taking in a big bank deposit? Yeah, but it's not sexual for everyone. <laughs> So next, we're going to talk about birth control. Hmm. Uh, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science recently published an article about a study following 118 couples who met while the woman was on hormonal birth control. And they found that uh, after they went off the pill, uh, it could impact how attracted she was to her partner. Now, it, sh it is worth saying that, you know, this is uh, the titles of all these articles are going off the pill, but there are various kinds of hormonal birth control. Right. Um, like, for example, I believe the NuvaRing counts as hormonal birth control, as does Norplant. So all of these different types of birth control could potentially have this effect. And this wasn't a huge study, but they seem pretty confident in their, in their results. Uh, basically, it shows that whether a woman's attracted to her, attraction to her mate was changed after going off the pill uh, was directly related to how objectively good-looking he was. So that's kind of the same way as saying that uh, less classically attractive guys have a better shot with women who are on hormonal birth control. Hmm. Well, let's get everybody on birth control then. <laughs> <laughs> I I would truthfully like more of a study on that because. Well, so know. would I. I mean, it is kind of a bummer too. I mean, you know, women, uh, you know, women take the pill. You know, I mean, for various reasons. It's not always just birth control. I mean, sometimes it's just to regulate hormones, uh, which is part of the large debate about uh, insurance being required to cover it. But uh, that's not that particular debate is not something we're going to go into right at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's uh, basically they're showing that women who, to quote the article or quote the study, women who choose a partner when they're on hormonal contraceptives and then stop taking them will prioritize their husband's attractiveness more than they would if they were still on it. So the hormonal birth control, it, and it's kind of weird if you think about it evolutionarily, because essentially being on the pill, well, maybe it's not weird. So being on the pill makes women more likely to be accepting of mates who are less attractive. Mm -hmm. But at that time, they do not have a chance of procreating because, you know, for what well, I believe the general effect is either eggs are not released or uh, implantation of the eggs if they are fertilized is not possible. I believe those are the two methods of action of hormonal birth control. Um, but yeah, so you're more likely to fuck people that you wouldn't fuck if you were able to get pregnant. Um, 
So, which is, you know, which is a bummer for a whole lot of people. I just, I I just, I just um, would like to see a better study on that because when I went off the birth control, uh, I don't know, sometimes I think I'm even more attracted to you than less. I know I'm not less attracted to you. Um, but I, really, well, you were on hormonal birth control for a long time before we met, though, weren't right, you? Right, right. But my point is, yeah. is that when I went off of it, didn't change for the worse. If anything, it got better. So yeah, in your case, yeah. In my I mean, case, you were you were hornier. Uh, I, I know. So if that's if, it's, if that's even possible, <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> I know, really. When you think about it, yeah, that's true. So. I would like a more of a study because I think there's more of me out there than people know. Well, and there's also a larger conversation to be had now that some more viable male birth control options are becoming available. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a larger conversation to be had about female birth control in the first place. You know, right. They, I agree. Um, it has always been kind of conventionally accepted that women as the baby havers are ultimately the ones who are responsible for controlling whether or not they get a bun in their oven. Right. You know, but that is that is ultimately a very sexist point of view um, because it does result in a lot of women who do take a hormone moderating compound in one form or another simply for the prevention of pregnancy. When we are starting to have, obviously condoms are not hormonal. Condoms are not 100% effective either. I mean, right. you know, the, the pill taken on schedule and properly is generally more effective than condoms are. However, it's also worth saying that most of the issues that happen with condoms are the result of improper use, improper fit. So when condoms are used properly, they are virtually 100% effective when used properly. Right. Uh, but, you know, condoms kind of suck. You know, I mean, let's all, let's admit it. You know, we, I mean, we use them because we need to in order to be safe and responsible, but, you know, condoms are not fun. Um, although we are trying some, uh, when we're playing with other people, we are trying some of the new thin, you know, I mean, the kind of people are always trying to make them feel better because that's good for business. Right. Uh, but at the same time, there are some vi- some options for male birth control that are starting to look viable, and some of them are non-hormonal. I mean, whenever you throw your entire body chemistry out of whack for one specific goal, you're going to have side effects, and mm-hmm. some of those side effects are going to be problematic. Uh, you know, and, there, and with the pill it has been shown that there's an increased risk of things like breast cancer. And that's a very, very serious concern. And I mean, you know, not just for health reasons, but because we all love titties, you know? So, I mean, if the pill is bad for titties, we have to have a serious conversation as a society about that. Um, But, uh, you know, there are, uh, there's an Indian doctor who has found 100% success so far with a very simple procedure that basically coats the inside of the tube, the vas deferens, the tube that the sperm goes through on its way out of the cock, uh, coats the inside of it with a little polymer compound that basically makes the sperm stop swimming. And there is no net effect on health. It has been 100% reversible. All they have to do is give you a second injection. If you want to start, you know, if you want to have active sperm that will have, that will cause you to have kids again. So it's possibly the holy grail of male birth control. Uh, and it, it, I think we need to take the burden off of women. Yay. And I would much rather see, you know, women only taking hormone altering substances when there is a reason for it. Such as, you know, making your husband look good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like making your husband more attractive. Uh, and yeah, I, but th- I mean, like there, there are, there is no, there, what's, well, it's a long list of reasons that women take the birth control pill. Uh, that are not sexually related. One of the, a good, a very dear friend of mine has endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has been with a woman for the last 
17 years, and she takes birth control because it's what controls her endometriosis. Right, and it does. It yeah. really does make a difference. So, I mean, her chance of getting pregnant has been zero <laughs> for a very long time, but she still needs the medication. Yeah. Um, and that's one, of the, that's one of the issues with these oppositions to uh, paying for birth control that are frankly ridiculous. Uh, but we won't get into sexual politics on this episode. Well, and let's remember, this was, you know, not picking on a, a grad student, but it's a grad student. And in the one of the paragraphs there, it says, uh, going off the pill might make you more, ex- might make you more excited about him, maybe. So, you know, it's, I, I think there's a lot more to be studied there. I think it has a lot to do with the person's um, body and how they how they are reacting to things in life in general, their body functions, and all of that. I just well, that's true. And there's there's also some older research. Actually, I found a paper that goes back to 2008 that shows that uh, now this is, I got to go a little little science nerd on you guys for a minute. Uh, there's a lot of research that indicates that there are pheromone markers that we are able to pick up that indicate who is a good genetic mate for us. Okay, so there the sense. The, the scents that other people give off, the scent of their bodies, the, the, you know, the, and how they, you know, they give off scents through breath and, you know, and the oils we excrete through our skin and whatever. We are able to pick those up. Our noses can pick those things up, even though we're not consciously registering them. And it has been shown that a part of what creates the natural attraction we feel is whether or not our pheromones indicate that we would produce healthy babies together. Um, so there is some research going back to like 2008 that indicates that the pill affects the way a woman's body processes those pheromone markers, huh. right? So there, there are more ways in which the pill just kind of messes with attraction. Um, it's not just what's addressed in this article. And I will, uh, I will throw up an, a link to that other article in the show notes. Just, Good idea. Uh, you know, just for comparison. Good idea. But uh, yeah, so, so we're going to, tr- I'm trying to move us towards being responsible journalists instead of just people who talk about fucking all the time, you know, so. Us talk about fucking all the time? Really? <laughs> so next up, same-sex marriage takes a step forward in Florida. The Supreme Court just declines to block same-sex marriages. Yay. Yeah, so that is one more state where uh, love is allowed to prevail and people are allowed to marry based on the people they want to spend the rest of their lives with. So uh, hopefully that will be coming to every state sometime soon. But we are, uh, I think we have seen, we've seen the tide turning on this. You know, the, the federal courts are over and over again refusing to uphold these state laws that discriminate against people based on their sexual orientation, which is bullshit uh, in any way that it might happen. But this, is hap- this happens to be a particularly visible way that really does the effect of, affect the lives of tens of millions of Americans um, and their families. So... Uh, Thank you to the Supreme Court for, for once making a good decision <laughs> and deciding not to uphold these bans. Uh, and it's, it's, I believe the numbers are like uh, 60% of the American people in general, and well, in, in polls, which are you know, worth what they're worth. But polling numbers are indicating that more than half of the American people support same-sex marriage. So I think that's a big part of the reason that these federal judges are, uh, are kind of all marching to the same tune. Well, there's a lot of people out there that are affected because even if they're not gay, they have a family member that is or a good friend that is. So, you know, it's it's become a part of life where you either have to accept them for what their desires are or you have to exclude them for your life from your life and and that's very difficult as a parent. And unfortunately, you know, we have seen 
You know, and it, you don't have to look very far, I should say, to find a story of, you know, someone who comes out as gay or bisexual or, you know, transgender or anything that is not considered mainstream heteronormative and is disowned by their family. Right. Uh, you know, and hopefully this social change is taking us in the direction of making that unacceptable because I think if people were ostracized by their peers for disowning their children, I think that's how we get some fundamental social change. I, I have a friend that I've worked with and and he's very Christian oriented and his son had a sex change operation and it was very difficult for him to accept it you know but I told him I said do you do you love your son and he said yes and I said well it's difficult for him to be in this body and try to accept him for who he is because he's still your child whether he becomes a female or whatever he's still he's still the child that you had and he is accepting of it and he's doing much better with i should say doing better with accepting it because his beliefs were what taught him it's unacceptable and he's working on changing that and and to me that is a huge success for people in general because this person who you also know uh has a you know he's way out there in the christian beliefs and so for him to be accepting of his son becoming a female um, is is a big step for him and i support anyone who you know even if it's especially if it's difficult for them it takes the time to make the effort mm -hmm. to prioritize you know love over uh, the imposition of your own morals and your own judgments of what is right and wrong around uh, onto those who are around you. Right. I think the hardest thing for us is not to judge people. Many of us do it. Uh, very few of us are are tempted to judge situations or people, and it's it's a difficult thing not to do. It's for a lot of people, um, you know, just just like even swingers coming out of the closet and saying, "I'm a swinger," to the whole family. Oh, you know, really? Uh, or I'm Polly. Oh, really? You know. You don't get accepted so easily because it's no, not okay, the norm. Yeah, it can be very difficult. Anytime you, anytime you come out to society or even family and friends about the fact that you practice some kind of non-standard right. form of love or intimacy, you run the risk of being ostracized. Because right. so many people are closed-minded and so many people are so accepting of closed-mindedness. Exactly. Uh, so... Hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we are at over 30 states with marriage equality now. Yes, and so that's I really awesome. hope it's going to be 50 by the end of the year. And it may take till the end of next year, but, you know, I think I don't think this train is going to stop. I don't think so either. I think it's, you know, when you have 30 that are already accepting, I think it's, you know, eventually you're going to look like the asshole who's not accepting of it, you know. Um, so I... I think it's on it, well on its way. I really do. Yeah, well, and, and it has been often said, and I believe it's absolutely true, that one day the people who were against gay marriage, are they're on the wrong side of history, mm -hmm. and they just don't realize it yet. Yeah. You know, they are going to be, they're the same people who in their day, or had they been born at a different time, would have been against women voting. They would have been in favor of segregation. They would have been in favor of slavery. These are all, this is all the same mindset, to keep other people, to minimize the rights of others. Right. And history does not look favorably upon that. So that's our last serious topic of the day. So our next, the last item we're going to cover. <laughs> 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 uh, 
is about a woman who caught her husband cheating with her twin sister. And I'm not sure exactly where this was. Does the article say? Uh, let's see. No, it does not. Um, <laughs> but basically, after finding out her husband was fucking her twin sister, uh, 29-year-old Ting Su decided to get even with them by leaving them stranded naked in public. They were. She used a phone tracking device to track her sister down. Uh, so that family finder shit, yeah. You better watch out for that stuff if you're fucking around. Uh, so she located him by following her mobile phone. And then she found her husband and her sister fucking in the back of a car. Uh, so once they were caught, they they jumped out of the car, buck naked, which in itself is a questionable decision. I know. Well, <laughs> but instead, well, of like... getting, instead of getting angry, she just jumped in the car and drove away, which is, which is a total pimp move. I mean, hats off to Ting Su. You, my dear, are a pimp. Because that is exactly probably the best revenge, making them walk home buck naked uh, and talk about teaching them a lesson. So... Yeah, I have very little sympathy for cheaters, and uh, this is just a great example of a creative way that a couple of them were taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> yes, he wasn't happy. He was banging on the window. It was so funny. <laughs> yes, and the the uh, article includes several unfortunately pixelated photos, but uh, they include this dude trying to get in the car with the doors locked while his wife's trying to while his wife's driving away. Oh, it's pretty good. So. Uh, <laughs> I try not to laugh at other people's misfortune, but sometimes they really do bring it on themselves. I mean, come on, getting out of the car without putting your clothes on first—you uh, kind of had it coming. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, yeah, I understand your surprise, but that certainly would not be. I mean, if I'm fucking in a car and anyone catches me—I mean, granted, if I'm doing it, I'm not cheating on anyone, but you know, if we're fucking in a car and somebody catches us, the first instinct is not to jump right out. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck, you know, if they're, you know, like she's filed for divorce and don't think you're going to get the children because, you know, <laughs> you might have a difficult time because this sucker is spread everywhere all over the internet. So. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> yeah, to have to have your humiliation go viral is, yeah. is just a special kind of torment. Yeah. Go ahead. Try and walk out of that uh, home or apartment or, you know. But yeah, so that concludes this first episode of Sex News with JV and Shara. So I hope it has been as entertaining for you as it has been for us. And we look forward to your feedback. You know, please feel free to uh, post on our Facebook page, search Facebook for Ending the Sexual Dark Age, or tweet to either at JV Authoros or at JV Shara on Twitter, or uh, JV at gmail.com. And what is your Gmail address? JV Shara at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm laughing because you say it every week. Well, I know, but we got so many of these. I know. I so, know. Social media sucks sometimes. So here's how to get a hold of me in 42 different places. And we really need to find a solution for that. <laughs> Actually, it's, we need to create a contact page on the website. That's a great really idea. Yep. Um, with all of our contact stuff. Yes. So, so that's something that will come soon. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, please remember that uh, we are inviting you to join us in fucking paradise at Desire Resort and Spa next November. Uh, get a hold of Char Travel to get details about rates and reservations. Uh, they are great people. They did a fantastic job. They've done a fantastic job apparently every year. We've only experienced it once, but they've done a fantastic job for the swing set folks every year. And mm -hmm. we will be down at the resort at the same time. So we can genuinely assure you that there will be a whole bunch of awesome people there and it will be a great time. It was a great time this year and I know it's going to be a great time next year. I have no doubt. 
Yeah, so let us know if you have any opinions on the sex news format. Please feel free to send us any news tips because uh, we're thinking we're going to do one of these shows every couple of weeks and mm-hmm. kind of mix it in with our advice shows or, you know, the interviews we're going to be doing. So we're going to see how this succeeds and kind of let it uh, let it grow organically like we did with the original show. Right. But thanks, so thank you very much for listening and for giving a shit what we think about a variety of topics. Mm-hmm. We certainly have fun talking to you about them. We do. And until next time, this be us, JV and Shower, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life, and there is always room for better. Always.